Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is super exciting because I have my first official interview with my friend and colleague, Michaela Horvathova. She is a health coach and a business coach, and she is such an amazing example of a metal personality. If you're not sure what metal is, you can definitely still jump into this conversation, but I urge you to listen to the previous one too, because this one will be even more exciting. Um, If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm really happy that you're here. I'm Megan Spath. I'm an acupuncturist and really passionate about spreading Chinese medicine to the masses and making it more accessible and understandable and i think chinese medicine can be really intimidating to some people either you automatically think of acupuncture and needles or maybe you think of like this old man that does qigong in the park and eats a lot of weird fish or something but i want to show you that in truth it is the deepest medicine based on taoist philosophy and exactly what most of us need right now in our lives to help us just see the beauty in our lives and help us to be more grounded and more grateful and healthy mind, body, and spirit. So I think you're going to love this interview. It's really fun. And Michaela offers some really incredible tips and suggestions. And I got my new favorite affirmation from her and I can't wait to see what you think. Enjoy. Welcome, Michaela. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get into this conversation. Me too. Thank you so much for being here. So you are a health coach. What exactly does that mean? Sure. So about seven years ago, I started health coaching. So I went through my health coaching practice through um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And basically it's a holistic style of health coaching. So when I work with a client, uh, we look at all different areas of her life. Normally I work with women. So we look at if she's satisfied in her career, if she has a spiritual practice, if she, uh, what kind of, um, mindset that she have, what kind of thoughts does she have about her body, the foods that you eat, the, you know, movement, finding movement that she enjoys. So it's actually just tailoring a program for her because there's, and and no program is the same. And over the years, um, you know, I've been doing this for seven years. So there's been many different stages of it. Uh, when I came out of the school, I, I did it the way they said it. And then I just, I always made it my own. And at this point, I, I call it like open coaching. So people will come to me with whatever they're going through, whatever struggles they're going through. I like to say I'm pretty intuitive as well. And just getting either their life on track. I've, I've worked with women in their sixties where they're, they've never done anything for themselves and they don't even know self-love and they've always give, you know, would give and give and give to their kids and their partners. And she's like, what is self-love, you know? So just finding that for her, um, and just seeing them thrive and truly enjoy life because we're all meant to truly thrive and enjoy 
and step into that best version of ourselves and just let go of the past and focus on your future self in the present moment. So it is a lot. Sometimes I do business coaching as well. So if there are, um, you know, if there's a woman who perhaps has a passion for something and is like stuck in a job she hates, we can work on how can she monetize her passion, whether it's through teaching an online course, whether it's, you know, building her social media. We're in this amazing world right now where we get to share our gifts and attract the people who need them. And it's just that finding that strategy in between. Um, I am very techie. So I love to create online courses and masterclasses and, you know, started my own podcast by myself, like six years ago. Like I just, it's, it's a way for me to be creative. And then I like to teach women how to do that as well. So health, wellness, business, life coaching, you name it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think all those things, I mean, can be really intimidating for people who are kind of stuck and don't know where, not maybe don't know where they want to go, but really don't know how to get there because there's, we live in this information age. That's fantastic because we can get so much information at, in a second, but it's so intimidating because which information is the right for us? Like, you know, what's the best for our body? What's the best for our personality type? And like me, you know, kind of going over the five elements right now, we all have these different preferences and that's what we're here for in this lifetime to explore them. And, but also to harness them and harmonize them and become the best versions of ourselves is not always easy because there's so much information. So it's so awesome for people to have is someone like you that they can reach out to and help them. And it's sometimes things that you might not even think of. You know, I mentioned earlier before we just got on, um, I was pretty tired like an hour ago. I I do all of my creative and best work in the morning. And then by like one o'clock, I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, my brain is, is sort of done. So I created certain practices that work for me where, you know, I'll lay down for five minutes. I'll do one of my meditations. I will uh, do my legs up the wall or sometimes listening to my intuition and say like, you need some sunlight on your eyes. There is overwhelm of information out there. And I think finding a way to like incorporate little practices into your daily life and seeing how you feel, because I think it's all about how you feel. Usually if somebody will come to me, they're either either out of alignment with their passion or purpose and we get them there or they're out of alignment uh, from their mind, body, spirit, and we get them there. So it's taking how are you feeling at your worst and why and sort of exploring that and how do you want to feel and sort of bridging that gap with the most simple practices sometimes, you know, with gratitude, with breath work, with lemon water in the morning to boost your digestion. You know, I just did a, um, a masterclass this month on how to build your wellness toolbox. And I'm, you know, as I was researching this and I've, you know, I've, I've helped build a toolbox for each of my clients, but as I was researching this, I was like, wow, there's literally no information on it out there. Like how do we not learn this in school, mm. you know, with our kids or for our kids. Like I, I never knew this up until 
I found I stumbled on yoga at the age of 23, 24. And that took me on a path of exploring. And I, I like to say that like at that age, I started building my spiritual toolbox. So that took about three years. And then at 27, my brother, my younger brother passed away. Mm. But because I had that tool, this, I had the spiritual toolbox. I had the yoga, meditation, breath work. I had a connection to something, you know, my higher self, my God. And I didn't even call it God at that point. I was not religious or anything, but I, I kept on like, it was like addicting, addicting to me because I, I never knew about this world. And so what happened was when he passed away and I handled it pretty well, like I was, I mean, I'm surprised. Like I was like the strong one for my mom, for my other sister, for everybody around me. I was just like, it's okay. Like, let's go outside. Let's take him in. Let's connect to him. Right. And so, but then I started noticing like, okay, that was just not enough. Like I needed to take care of my body. Mm -hmm. So I started, so, so that took me down a path of learning about wellness and lifestyle. Because at that time I was, I was bartending. I, I had an amazing life. I was always traveling. I, I was living in the city in West village had, you know, such fun friends. We were out and about, but I partied way too much. Right. And I just had this like freedom lifestyle. And I, would come home from these events so depleted. I would sleep till noon and just, I was like, well, this is not what I want. And when I started thinking about like who I wanted to become and the type of woman I wanted to be, it it was not that. Like on the outside, I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's like this ego driven sort of lifestyle, you know, getting all the things and going all the places. And it just, and it just felt empty. So I started learning about nutrition and lifestyle, which then led me to become a health coach, right? So at 29, I enrolled into, into Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I felt like the whole world opened up in front of me by just learning about a holistic lifestyle that basically, you know, the circle of life that it's not just what you put in your body and how you exercise. And at that time I was eating like crap and I was not exercising. The only exercise I was getting was dancing at 2 AM at a nightclub, you know, which was fun, but not, not ideal for my circadian rhythm and and all of that. Right. But at that age, you, you're sort of, you, your body manages, but I realized like that is not a long-term solution to live. And little by little, I started craving, you know, staying home at more, staying more at home and things like that. And I, I, I was pregnant. Uh, I had my daughter literally like sort of right after that, around when I was 30 and that kicked up my mindset toolbox. So we have the spiritual toolbox, we have the, the physical wellness toolbox, and then the mindset toolbox, because I knew I wanted to run a very successful business. I wanted to help, you know, millions of people and I wanted to be a, an amazing mom that is grounded, that is present, um, mindful, all of that. I wanted to give my daughter so much, especially during those like early stages of her, um, of her growth. And so I really worked on my mindset. I had a tendency to be over anxious sometimes depressed, but I can see that why I had that was because of my lifestyle. 
now when I get into, uh, you know, a flow of like, you know, when I get into like a negative mindset or something, I can easily come out of it. It's amazing. But then I also see how people can like stew in it and just marinate in negativity and and negative self-talk. And it does not have to be like that. You know, it's just being curious of, I I always say like every morning I say, how do I want to feel? If I have a busy day, I say, I want to feel productive. I want to feel focused and I want to feel accomplished. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. You know, a lot of times when we live in this busy world, we're like, oh, I'm busy. Like, it's like a badge of honor. And no, I, I don't want to run my business like that. I want to feel calm and still accomplished and still have a balanced daily life. And of course that looks a little bit different every day, but you know, it's having that connection with my daughter, having a spiritual connection to uh, to God and, and my higher self and having quiet and alone time and then having connections like talking to you today and being of service and connecting to something else, you know, and then just being in nature and then watching Netflix. Like I want it all. I want to eat ice cream. I want to have everyday salad. Like I, we can, we get to have it all. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, and we get, you know, sometimes we forget that we are here to have fun and to enjoy our lives. And that doesn't mean that every single thing we do, we have to enjoy. And that can be hard sometimes, you know, like, well, I'm here to enjoy it and I'm not really enjoying working or I'm not really enjoying meditating. It's boring. Or, you know, I know these things are good for me, the salad, but I'm not really enjoying it, but we have to find ways to Mm -hmm. enjoy how it makes us feel so that we can keep doing those things that are super beneficial for us because like enjoying being at the club at 2am, like is the best right in the moment, but that is not sustainable to help us enjoy our life Life. the next day. Yeah. There's more to life than, than even work or, you know, life can be, it's life is amazing. It's such a gift. And when you are grounded enough to look around, there's a, there's a mantra that I've been saying. It came to me last week. I heard it somewhere and it's, it's transformed how I look at life. Um, so the mantra is thank you, father, for my wealth. And it's not about like monetary things, mm-hmm. but like, even when I walk out, it's, it's one of those things that I say to myself and, and I mentioned it to a client <clears throat> and she said it changed her life. She's like, I they like you just uh, like abundance flows. You um, you feel differently. Your mindset is different. So like, I'll give you an example every morning I go for a walk after my daughter gets on the bus, I put my AirPods in and instead of just like, Oh, I have to walk to walk to get my 30 minutes in. I look around and I'm just like, Oh, thank you father for my wealth. And I feel this expansion. Not only that, I'm like, how grateful do I feel that I get to walk? every single morning on my own, you know, it's different. Like, like when you, when you get those pockets of time and there's no amount of money that you can like pay to do that, like experience that, but you have to experience it from like this level of awe and how cool is it that I get to do that? 
you know, how cool is it that I get to buy organic vegetables and make an amazing salad every single day? How, how amazing, like, thank you father for my wealth. Like that to me is wealthy. You know, before I used to think like I have to travel all these luxurious places and, you know, going out and, and all of that, that was like wealthy for me at the time. And now it's more like the simplest, beautiful pleasures in life. You know, my daughter going to bed at seven 30 and I have two hours to myself reading. Thank you father for my wealth. Right. Yeah, It's amazing. No, that's beautiful. I'm going to use that one. I love it. Yeah. And the more we linger in gratitude, the more the life that we want is attracted to us. Yeah. So I, yeah, I absolutely love that. And affirmations and manifestation is so powerful. And those little thoughts that we're having every day mean everything, right? And sometimes I notice myself having these thoughts like, oh, I got to switch that. You know, instead of saying like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so busy. Like, wait, wait, I got to switch that. Like, oh my gosh, I am so grateful for all these opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, you know, the, the, the thing is, if you are feeling out of alignment and there's something off, let's say you're unhappy in your relationship or your job or your body, it's what thoughts are you having mm-hmm. about that? And th- that is the root, right? So that going to the thoughts and sometimes you have to write them down in a journal and affirm them every single day, right? Uh, you also have to purge them. Like you have to realize, okay, I'm having you know, I look in the mirror and the first thing I say is, oh my gosh, I hate what I see. Right. So it's like, you have to stop and say, okay, like as if it's like a child, right. Because inside we are all these children, whether you're a scared child, whether you're confident, like we're all these children that we need to sort of like work with and be patient with and to raise, you know, because they're growing up, I don't know about you, but I didn't get this like rite of passage to be a woman, to be the best person that I can be. Like, I never got that memo. <laughs> like you're just like a teenager and then you're an adult. And it's like, wh- how do you get to where you want to be? So it's like self-development is huge. Right. Um, but it's having those positive thoughts. So being mindful of what negative thoughts you're having and switching them. So you could do an exercise, like you could take a piece of paper And you can say, you know, one side, you can say like thoughts I don't want. And then how can you rewrite those thoughts into something simple? It doesn't have to be super in detail, right? And just directing your brain to create new pathways of thinking, of being, and then your life changes. That's a great idea. I love that exercise. And that is something that really metal element people really thrive in creating these systems and these rituals and these routine oriented things. And out of that, you know, maybe the first time you do these mantras, right. It's not like, okay, well, why aren't I rich yet? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or why, why aren't I happy with my body yet? You, they need time mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, be really persistent with it and, and keep doing it. And then that create, that takes something so, like you said, simple, you know, it's these common things and it turns it into something absolutely magnificent. Like the archetype for metal personality is the alchemist. 
So they take something really common found in nature, you know, these iron oxides found in the earth's core and through these structures, through this process of reduction of taking away what we don't need, we can change one element into something, you know, some one element that's basic into something that's really precious, like gold. So when we were first talking about, you know, kind of sharing what we do together and reaching broader audiences and sharing with each other, you know, immediately the way you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Michaela's so metal. (laughs) When we first talked, you were like, okay, so my outline for this call, and I almost started laughing, like, this is great. (laughs) Of course, metal people have an outline for the call. Like, (laughs) she has all the systems ready to go. Like, and it's a really beautiful thing. And through these, you know, simple things, you create this beauty, this perfection. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And it's so wild. I've been in this world for, you know, for quite some time. So it's been 13 years since I got into yoga. So I I sort of say that's when I got onto my wellness journey and there's so much you can learn. It's, it's always so exciting every single day. I learn new things. And the fun part is learning new things about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And because once, you know, like I also recently learned about human design, I have knew I've known about human design, but I didn't really get into it fully up until like recently. And just like, when you learn about yourself and, and how you work and how you operate best and you learn your strengths and you learn your weaknesses, you can focus on those strengths. And then again, you just enhance yourself. You enhance the experience at work, you enhance the experience that people have with you in a better way. And so just even knowing that about myself being a metal, and it totally makes sense. Like, this is exactly what I do. I've been making lists since I I could write. And, you know, when I travel, it's like, I make a list. And when I do this, I make a list. I have a list for every single store that I like, would I go like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? I have different things that I I have a list for, for that, because honestly, I don't want to think about these things. I want to put them down and, and, and when I need them, they're there. Right. So it's, for me, it's like clearing my mental energy, organizing it, so when I need it, I know exactly where it is. And I don't have to like, oh my gosh, like, oh, what, what do I get this time? It's like, no, I can look at the list and it's usually the same things in that store. Mm-hmm. Right, but taking, t- taking, making room in your, in your brain for yeah. much more important things. Like those oh are God. the things. <laughs> <laughs> the littlest things. I have a list. I, so I, I did a, a masterclass uh, last year. It's called um, life scripting. And then within that, we did a day script. So like within that day script, this is going to be different for everybody. We basically outlined the entire day, but like your ideal day. And then I did this before yoga. So I did this at 21 or 22 when I was reading the secret. And I think one of the exercises says to like, write down your dream life. Right. And I, at that time, like I was even worse than I was at 24. Like, I just like, did not care. Like I was like all over the place. But I wrote down, I want to wake up at, you know, seven, I want to make a smoothie. 
I want to have coffee. I want to have a slow morning, but then I want to work at a cafe. I want to work on my computer. All of these things I wrote, like I knew, and I wanted to, you know, talk to people and help maybe do speaking. And like, I remember reading it maybe like eight years later, I was like, holy crap. Like I do most of these things already. Um, so again, it's about being intentional like there's no excuse nowadays to just like be in a funk forever, unless it's like a clinical thing. Like you do need help, but like, you know, I, I could have said at that time I did need help, but for me, all I needed to do was work on my mindset and my thoughts. And also I, I needed a direction, you know, and I needed to create that direction myself. It wasn't something that like my partner told me I needed to be, or my mom told me she, you know, to this day, she's like, you know, you're in this space and she's like, well, maybe, maybe you should be a nurse. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> I have a thriving coaching business. It's just because it's not visible to the eye. People don't right. understand sometimes like, what the heck do you do? You talk to people and you help them. Like you don't prescribe them. Like, you know, and I was like, no, thanks. Thank God for boundaries. Because I was able to be like, no, that wouldn't work for me. Where in the past, I'm like, you know, when you would try to like, you know, like make it right. work somehow, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the list, the routines, I have one for work. I have one for my clients. Um, it just keeps you on track, mm -hmm. your big goal. And you can, you can always change them. That's the thing. It's like, right. if I want to stop shop, you know, shopping at that store, it's not a big deal. Or if I want to swap out some things, I just edit what I want or, and I don't want, that's it. Yeah. When, when metal personalities, um, start like collapsed, you know, if so a metal person is out of balance and it starts to collapse, then things can get, or we're exaggerated. Things get like really strict and too structured. And then there's no room for anything to change because like, you know, that's more like the OCD type of mm. behavior. Like, nope, everything has to go exactly in this place and there's no other space for it. Mm. So you know, that, but you're obviously a metal person, very in balance where, you know, any of these things can change once, once they're not bringing me the joy or giving me the energy that I need from them, we're, right. you know, we're going to do something different and right. we're still always going to have routines and processes in place as a metal person, but they're going to, they're always something you can edit and change. So how do people who are metal and out of balance, how do they get themselves into balance? So basically through any of these things, any of these ways that you're talking about, you know, the desire to be in balance is pretty much the number one thing. And once you have that desire, once you allow the grace to come in and ask for the change, then there's a million different ways, right? Mm. There's meditation. There's, you know, of course my go-to would be acupuncture, um, herbs, dietary therapy, you know, but talk therapy, exercise, like you said before, getting all those different areas of your life, spiritual, mental, physical in, in order, and then you can change. So that's pretty much the same for any element of any type, but those things are going to be different for metal people than they are for say fire people. Mm -hmm. So for metal people, they're pretty much always going to need some sort of system and routine and ritual to get them to be the best versions of themselves. Whereas fire, if someone is a fire, fire, you know, think about fire burns hot, it scatters. If a fire person is out of balance, um, those routines and those structures 
a fire person would probably might totally rebel from wow. and be like, there's no way, you know? So for them, they would need more something playful, more something fun or um, really switch it up. So every single day, something different, you know, to, to excite them because they can get bored quickly. So we pull people into balance through any kind of um, therapy, mm -hmm. but those therapies would all be different for the different elements. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, even working with clients, I, you know, it's one of those things I always say, my routine is not going to work for you. I give examples, right. I give you an outline, but you truly have to make it your own. And you're right. Some people thrive in super structure and some people, it makes them feel like suffocated. Mm -hmm. Like they can't do anything else outside of that. For me, my routine, like my morning routine, I started, I created mine about five years ago and it's always, it's just always evolved right now. What that looks like is I wake up, I tongue scrape, I brush my teeth. I have a tall glass of water, sometimes with some lemon or salt. And I feel like I'm cleansed. And I also feel like I'm, you know, hydrating myself. Then I read, um, I read about 20 minutes with my coffee. It is my non-negotiable. It's like how I set my mind. And I do this, I, I do this literally every single day. And then I spend time with my daughter and then I get her on the bus if she goes to school and then I do my walk. And it's like, if I don't do those things, oh my gosh, I would feel like, like, who am I? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And meditation. I know you always and meditation. talk about meditation, yeah. right? Well, so, I like to think like I meditate all day. Like I, yeah. I have like, you know, a daily practice, but my mindfulness is truly all day. And that's because I've meditated for such a long time that I, I can feel myself like, I don't know, like misaligning sometimes. And then I'm like, okay, again, coming back to myself, how do I want to feel? And just like, whether it's like, I have to finish something or I have to prepare for something like I, I taught my brain and my, my mind to sort of like focus in and be fully present, which I think is, is it helped me so much because my mind can sort of go off as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have to keep on bringing it back, bringing it back. I have, um, I have alarm like on my phone that are not loud, but they'll pop up with different like affirmations you know, or, or a different, like a different prayer. I have prayer, I have affirmations. And again, that's just to bring myself back and stay focused. Oh, I love that. You know, these like meditations, like the practice for the game of life, right? So if you're practicing yeah. it regularly, when you're in the game, you'll just naturally be able to be in it better. Yes. Yeah. And do you have, are there certain types of meditation that you like, like guided, or do you do like mantra meditation? Every day is different. Um, I have a meditation course, it's called shift. Um, and I think right now there's about 50 meditations that I recorded. There are all different types from like future self meditation to sleep, to walking, to journaling, morning, evening, all types. I think again, just making this a lifestyle. And, um, so for me personally, sometimes I'll put in my meditation. Sometimes I like to sit in silence. 
it just depends what I need. If I need to like calm my mind, sometimes I don't want voices in my mind. Sometimes I do when I want to um, feel like feel a certain thing. Like if I'm, let's say if I'm about to speak at an event or something, I can do a future self meditation where I'm envisioning myself and the people and the message and the intention and things like that. So the guidance and things like that is great for sleep. I love to work on my subconscious mind. So, you know, sleep is one of the, my most non-negotiable, most important things that I do. I go to sleep pretty early and there are certain exercises that I do right before I go to sleep. I don't know if you're familiar with Neville Goddard. Yes. Um, Yeah. So like his work is amazing. Uh, Wayne Dyer, sometimes I'll just put on one of those uh, subconscious books um, on a, in an audible form. And I just listen to that for 20 minutes. Like it just all depends, but I, I do make sure I get something in. It's just, it depends on the day. Yeah, no, that's really great. I just started recently. Um, I, I have a lot of vivid dreams and I just started recently, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I know that there's, um, all sorts of ways to, you know, affect your dreams or to do like lucid dreaming where you're aware during the dream or, um, so I started looking into it, but there is like so much work. So much. And as I was doing it, I just came across something that was like, well, just ask your guides before you fall asleep to give you either a great dream or mm-hmm. to give you some answers to a question or some yeah. guidance or and it's like amazing. We sometimes yes. we make it so complicated, but such an easy thing. I did it last night before I went to bed. I had the most amazing dreams. I was like basically floating in outer space. <laughs> like wow. this is what I was wanted to do in lucid dreaming, but the textbook was like freaking 400 pages and I'm like, "Well, what am I going to do that?" And instead yeah. I just asked to do it and God was like, "Sure." <laughs> Yeah, I've I've done lucid dreaming a few times. Um, oh, amazing! I haven't done it recently, but it's it was in my t- like mid twenties. I had a boyfriend. We were like so into all of those teachings, and it was pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but like you said, it's it can be pretty simple. You know, if there is a problem you're you're dealing with or something, you literally right before bed, um, instead of worrying about it, you ask for guidance, you ask for help, you ask for healing, you ask for whatever solution or whatever Mm -hmm. goal you have. And, you know, for whoever's listening, highly recommend getting into learning about the subconscious mind. One of my favorite books is called the power of the subconscious mind. I'll tell you exactly who it's by. Yeah. The power of, of your subconscious mind by Joseph Murphy. And whoa, it is, it's like, and I've I've read hundreds of books, but like this one is like on repeat. Um, I always learn something new and, you know, most people go to sleep to just go to sleep. Like, no, sleep is a tool for you to get to where you want to be. Sleep is a, you know, I always say, don't go to don't fall asleep angry or worried because you're literally stewing in it. You're marinating in it. You're going to wake up with it and you're going to like live the same life over and over and over. You know, there's things that I do. So I, I fall asleep with my daughter. I, um, and I, I instill these practices within her, um, especially now that they, they live in this subconscious 
time, you know, she's only five, five or six, uh, she's going to be six, but we focus on like, we love to travel. So we'll say like, where are we traveling to tonight? You know, and she's like, Oh, Australia. And then I'll say like, Oh, isn't it great? We, we have a airplane with a bed, like, you know? And so like, we just like, we're going to wake up in this house and like, we just explore with our mind and that does so many things, but it also like puts us into like a calm state. It takes us away from the day creativity. You know, I don't think it's used enough nowadays. Right. Um, so we tap into that and it's just like those feel good feelings. We, we don't even need to travel now because like we travel so much in our, in our, in our sleep and in yes. our imagination that it just feels good to wake up at home. <laughs> it does. Especially when you're, when you're traveling with kids, it's a lot yes. easier to wake up at home. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> much more rested. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But, um, also just thinking about gratitude, like feeling gra- grateful for the bed and the sheets and, and mm-hmm. the comfortable pillow guys, like there's so many things to be grateful for. And I know like, you know, the news and all of that, they just refocuses to all the worst things. So we have to, our mind has to be stronger than ever mm-hmm. because of all the messaging, you know, you wake up, you, you pick up the phone and it's like emails, uh, questions, text messages, uh, social media, just being, you know, your mind goes into comparing, like we need to create those pockets of time in the day where we don't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I'd heard a lot about that when you wake up in the morning, be grateful for, you know, the sheets you have, the bed you have, the warm temperature in your home, the, you know, the freedom of the day that you have. And, and it takes a while, but eventually if you remind yourself and, you know, take the responsibility to do that first thing after I'm not too long after a short while, it starts to become natural. Like in my subconscious, when I'm barely waking up, I'm asking my angels for protection today. I'm thanking God for my dreams. I'm thinking every, you know, thanking what I created, thanking this bed. And it is amazing the difference that it makes on your day. Yeah. Whereas for a long time, I'm not really a morning person. And I'm like, Oh, I have to get up. Like, yeah. And I think about all the, everything I have, all to, the things do you have and, to do. Yeah. Like, when's, when, when's the first break I'm going to get, when was the mm. first time I can sit down and like almost look forward to that. Mm-hmm. But that was just habit. My brain was just in that habit. So I purposefully consciously created this new habit of choosing to be grateful and excited and, and now I can get up and I can meditate. I, you know, wake up a half hour early to either meditate or do Qigong outside. And that, you know, for most of my life was really not an option. I'm like, oh, I want every minute possible in my bed <laughs> or sleep. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's also programmed in us, yeah. you know, unless you had that parent that like, you know, explained to you about energy and how you can rewire your thoughts and what are your thoughts? What are your beliefs? Like really explore that you don't know. And so basically as a child, you're like piling on other people's thoughts and beliefs about life, about energy, about the day, about mornings. And you sort of like take them on as their, as your own. But when you do the work, you realize like, 
oh, that's why I feel like crap because that's not what I'm meant to do. Like what I actually want to do is like maybe sleep until eight or, or wake up at five. Who knows? It's different for everybody. Right. But it's like, let go of thoughts, beliefs, and patterns that don't serve you and create the ones that do. And, um, you know, the, I love, I mean, one of the favorite things as being a parent is being able to teach my daughter, all of this, we sometimes do mirror work and I'll say, how do you want to feel today? What kind of day are you going to have? And now she knows she's like, "Mm, I'm going to have a happy day or I'm going to have, you know, like whatever she wants to feel. And so she gets Mm -hmm. to decide that versus an outside force sort of, uh, changing how she feels. I always say your thoughts are so powerful use them wisely. What are you thinking right now? Uh, What do you think about that? You know, what's another way to think about it? What's a better way to think about it? And it's funny because we'll go out to dinner and we were out, it was like earlier this month. And my sister said something like, oh, I forget everything. Like, you know how sometimes people just passively say negative things about themselves and they don't even realize I, 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 I missed it. My daughter goes, don't say that about your body. Your body's amazing. You have to say that you remember everything. And she catches people and does that. And sometimes she'll see, like, she'll have a friend and there's this friend in the neighborhood, beautiful girl, but like something, you know, you can tell she's struggling with something. And I love to have kids over and just like (laughs) talk about these things because they're open. They, they, They want to learn. I remember I wanted to learn. I always looked up to like women who like had their stuff together and they were lit up and I was like a magnet to those women. And Mm -hmm. I noticed the difference and I noticed they had routines, they exercised, they ate healthy, they talked, they dressed up well, they talked nicely about themselves. And anyway, her friend came and she's like, oh, I'm so stupid. And my mom and my, my daughter looks at me. She's like, oh, you said, why you say that about yourself? You know, like. You must be so proud of her and, and proud of yourself when you, in those moments. Cause it's like, Oh, I am making the difference that I want to make. And I was really fortunate. My mom taught us the power of positive thinking and manifestation when we were very young wow. and I just really soaked it up like a sponge. And I feel like, you know, my whole life since then has been all about, you know, trying to be positive and just expecting the best from the world wow. and expecting that I would be successful. And like, like there was no, like, mm-hmm. you know, this faith that I had always that God was taking care of me. And I, all I had to do was ask for what I want and it was good intention and good for the world. I was going to get it. And it was, you know, such an incredible gift. And, you know, I get to share that with my own kids now and, we do some mirror work too, where we wake up in the morning and we're like, you know, good morning, Megan. I love you. And I hold my one and a half year old and I'm like, good morning, Faye. I love you. And then she kisses herself in the mirror, like so gently and beautifully. And it's like really so touching. Your mom sounds amazing. She is. How, How does she get into it? How does she get into this work? Um, really just her own journey. She grew up, um, you know, in the church, in the Catholic church and was always, you know, very spiritual and knew there was more than just the, you know, kind of 3D, 
Yeah, exactly. More the 3D stuff she was learning in, in church, knew there was something deeper and just went on her own exploration of it. And, you know, an eternal student and to just with all these books and, you know, and she had some family in her life too. Um, my father's cousin was a priest from Ireland, a Catholic priest, but also very spiritual. And him and my mom were very close and him and I became very close too. And, you know, hearing him talk was really cool too, because he was like, you know, sometimes like, I'm not even sure I'm um, Catholic. And he was very funny, but would joke. And, but also at the same time, talk about how it's all energy. Like when he blesses the Eucharist, like it's not because he's a priest that Jesus is coming into the Eucharist. It's because he's, you know, it's, it's the energy. It's Jesus's energy. It doesn't have to come through him. So, you know, she had him in her life and, um, you know, some others, and she's just, you know, on the journey that, that we're on. And yeah, so I'm so grateful and really lucky. And what is your mom? What element is your mom? She is wood, um, and fire. So fire is fire people their main focus is like where metal fo- metal people, the main focus would be um, like beauty and perfection. Oh. Fire people's main focus would be um, like connection. So a lot of fire people need a lot of connection, both with the relationships in their lives, but also with God. So that fire aspect of her is kind of what kept her, you know, seeking in that. Mm. And then, um, Wood people are are very, very driven, competitive, and achievers, and so she's she's got a bit of those. And they're both the young elements, so they're both like a lot. She has so much energy, my mom. Like mm. it's incredible. Like you know, those two elements combined is a very energetic, powerful woman. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So beauty and perfection for yeah metal. for metal. And they do that through those processes of refinement and processes of, re- of reduction. You know, you mentioned yes. letting go of like these things that our mindsets are, are not even ours. We just heard them. It's like just a thing we were supposed to believe that it sucks to get out of bed in the morning. Right. So we just start believing it. So metal people are really good at letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, when, the, when they're in balance, they're really good at letting go and getting rid of the things that are not needed. You know, that, do you feel like as a metal person, you're able to let go easily? Oh my God. As a balanced <laughs> metal person. Right. So it's funny you say that because in my twenties, I collected the, like, I just, I needed things. I needed the bags. I needed the shoes. Yeah. I had, when I had my apartment, like in my twenties, I had, I think I had like one, two, three, four, five, I had a like five closets and they were all filled. Like, I, I don't even know where I got the, like, it was just all filled and I never found anything to wear. And I had tons of shoes. I had tons of like, you know, cost, not real jewelry. I had costume jewelry. I, I just had so much crap like all around. Mm-hmm. And then, and as I was doing the work and, and you know, this was not even an intention because my mindset was, and this I learned from my grandma. My grandma is still like this to this day. My grandma loves things. She, she loves an outfit. She'll, she has a tail, like she has a person who like saw, sews her clothes. Like it's like old school, but wow. she'll find like an outfit she loves and she'll get it done in five different colors. 
She gets the hat. She gets the scarf. She gets the this. She gets the that. She needs the brooch. She needs, and it's a whole situation. And then now even thinking about it, I'm like, holy crap. Like I, that's like a whole, like, whew, I can't imagine focusing my energy on all of those things. I became so basic, but again, like I said, like that was my, I, I, I took on my grandma's things. And then I, as I was doing the inner work, I, I would purge and I would purge and initially it sucked and then it felt better and I felt better and I felt better. My mom looks at my closet now. She's like, where are your clothes? Like, wh- like, wh- where is it? Wh- what do you have? You must not have any money from that coaching business because you can't <laughs> afford clothes. Become a nurse. Become a nurse. Get yeah. some clothes. Yes. But I'm so the opposite of like what people maybe think I am or what I should have. But like, I am so basic. I have like, you know how like Steve Jobs is like, he would have like a, um, his, uniform. his uniform every day. Like I have a couple different uniforms, but it's basically like, I either have like a dressier outfit or I have like yoga pants and super cozy, like sort of good looking, mm. like cute outfit. Thank God that's in style nowadays. But yes. being a yoga teacher for 12 years, like that was my sort of thing. But I, um, yeah, like, you know, even before, like a few years ago, I had like 40 pants of like yoga pants. And I'm like, for what? I wear the same three or four for what I got. And I, in my garage, I have like three bags. I'm like, I'm get. I got rid of like 20 pairs of shoes, heels. I'm probably never going to wear like three inch heels ever again. Right. You need one of each color. Unless like, I'm like speaking at an event, like high end event. And then I'm going to buy really expensive. You're going to buy a new pair. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To celebrate, you know? Exactly. (laughs) So for me, it's about comfort. It's less is more. I do focus on quality and truly like I spend my money on my own trainings and I spend my money on nutrition. Mm-hmm. and maybe skincare a little bit. And even that right, I, travel when you can, but and when I kids, went, it's harder. Yeah. I don't even, that, that's like sort of on the back burner for now. I've done so much traveling that even thinking about it, I'm like, it feels good to be grounded and at home. Yeah. I used to just like want to run away all the time. And mm-hmm. I did it like in a way where like, I was never in, you know, I'm originally from Slovakia. So I moved here when I was 12. I spoke no English. I don't know. Wow. And for me, the world is like, I can travel anywhere and feel at home. It's like a little superpower I have. I've I've lived like different places. Um, I used to travel to Asia a lot. I used to travel, you know, obviously to, to all over Europe. Um, and now like, I don't care about that stuff anymore. It feels so freeing. I'm like, I save so much more money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I save so much more energy, you know? And eventually I think once my daughter's a little bit older, I'll, uh, I'll get back into it, but there's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And right now when you have young kids, I mean, for most moms with young kids, it's not really the season for, it is not for exploration. Um, No, but you know what I did um, a week before school, I did a staycation. I took, um, my daughter still loves hotels and stuff. So I'll book like a hotel in the city for a night or I'll do do things like that. Or we'll do Florida for like three days. Um, But we did a staycation. We went to uh, Long Branch. And so we did like two beach days and we woke up one morning at six, went to see the sunrise and like, you know, it's still, you can have adventure without all the excess. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just creating the space for a special 
adventure, but it doesn't have to be far or exotic or yeah. Right. But we live so close to the beach and how often are we doing those things? Right. Like take advantage of what's around. Yeah. Why would you want to go climb a mountain in Spain when you have mountains here you haven't climbed? You know what I mean? Like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So it's just exploring what works for you at that time. Yeah. Do you, speaking of seasons, do you have a favorite season of the year? I, yeah, I love fall. And then I I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I, there is, there's like this new energy and I feel it more than ever just being attuned to things. I love that my daughter's in school. I am head down, just creating and, um, refining everything that I'm doing. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, the season of metal. You'll be surprised to hear is fall (laughs) because, you know, there it's the season of the process of reduction and letting go. And, you know, in the summer, there's this full height of expression in nature, right? Like everything is totally blossomed and bloomed and open and worshiping and that's fire season. So that connection to God. And, and then once we reach its ripeness, naturally it's time to let go. It's time to let down. And, you know, when the emotion of metal is grief. So in that letting go period, if you're not a nice and battled metal person, like you are, a lot of people have this grieving period going into fall and they're not sure why, you know, could be that back to school kind of bittersweetness and, you know, the fun of the summer is over and now it's time for more routine and time for gathering and preparing for the hibernation of winter. And, um, but these leaves that fall, these, this fruit that falls starts to, you know, is what becomes like compost for the earth so that in the spring, everything can shoot forth again. So if we're not coming inward and performing our rituals and our practices and, you know, getting more routine oriented, if we're not doing that, we're going to burn out. We won't have any more, you know, young for the next springtime. Mm-hmm. So I figured you were going to say fall. Wow. It's wow. This is amazing. I, um, no, and this is so timely too, because yeah. we are in September and I look at this, like, this is like my new year right now. Like it's, it's right. like around this time. And this is where I get to plant the seeds truly for mm-hmm. like what I want whether it's, you know, upcoming programs or what kind of, you know, coaching containers I want. I'm literally creating all of that right now and just putting yeah. it out there. And that techie, that techiness is very metal too. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So yeah. And I'm just excited to see because of all of this energy and that this work that I'm doing, what is next spring going to look like? You know, yes, so cool. I listened to your masterclass, the um, future self masterclass. And, uh, you know, I, I love that a lot. You know, you have to have this type of foresight for the future, for the spring, and you have to put the work in now in order to reap those benefits of that next year's harvest. Yeah. And so, you can also like, connect to that excitement energy. Mm, daily. Yeah. Oh, I because love it, that. Because if I think about who I want to be, 
because now I am where I wanted to be, right? Like, let's say what I mm-hmm. said in my twenties, like I am where I want to be, but now where I am now, I want to like, obviously we're growing, we're expanding. We should never stay the same. Um, and so like, when I think about my future self, it's, it's not even an age, it's just my next level. Yeah. And when I think about my future self, I'm like, Oh, this is so exciting. I get, I'm like in the creation process of it. And once I reach her, then of course, there's going to be another future self for me. Always. 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 I love that. And that's how you keep, that's how you keep going in those, in those processes and in the kind of mundane tasks of daily life. You get inspired. That's how you keep getting connected to it. Like, okay, I can keep doing this stuff that like might seem kind of boring and basic, but in that, from that, is going to make all this beauty and this perfection in the next season. So that's yeah. really awesome. Well, I'm, and I'm so glad you, you took the masterclass, but you know, even, and this is something that a listener can take from this is, you know, you can close your eyes if, if you're not driving, but like, think of the best version of yourself. What does she do every day? What does she do in the morning? What does she read? What does she eat? What time does she go to bed? is she doing the job that you're doing right now? Like, is she may perhaps doing something else in, in the next chapter of her life? What kind of mother is she, you know, and just explore this, you know, you can set a time two hours on a weekend, set, light a candle, be private and just like journal it out, write down your future self. And s- without thinking of what you're doing right now, but just have this as your vision for yourself and asking each day, what can I do a little bit differently today? Or what can I try on? I always say, and that's why I call my podcast healthy style podcast, because we all have a different healthy style, you know, or, or mm. style of life. And so you could just try anything on if I, you know, try on drinking lemon water in the morning and, and see how you feel you know, try on going to sleep an hour earlier or not watching your phone and see how your anxiety levels decrease decrease or your attention or your focus, you know, it's all connected. And the thing is your gut will tell you. So you can look at that list and it can, doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It, It can feel, so tap into the exciting energy and then ask your future self, what can I do today to bring me closer to you? I love that. And I loved how you said too, like in the class, when you're, you know, maybe frustrated with your daughter or, you know, like we, there's a lot of things with kids we can't control and it can be really hard. Metal people love to be in control. So, yeah. you know, when, when it's out of that box, I love what you said, like, how would my future self respond to this? Not how am I, do I want to respond in this moment? and then maybe regret it. How would my future self respond to this? That was so easy and so poignant. I change myself. I I mean, I change my responses all the time Mm -hmm. because my initial response is not my future self response naturally until it becomes that, you know, it's, it's, you know, there, there, there are thousands. I mean, I don't even know how many decisions we make in a day. But there are a lot of decisions we make on autopilot and without without even questioning it, you know? And so when you come from that mindset of, you know, I wait, I go to, how would my future self go to sleep tonight? Like what would be the evening routine? Oh my gosh, she, she wouldn't watch Netflix till 1am. 
<laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's try that on and see what, what kind of results I get, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. It, Relatively so simple, but if it's yeah. in, in the right way, it can have such amazing, amazing, amazing your health. Benefits. I mean, I have clients who changed certain things and like got off 12 medicines, you know, that they were on yes. for heart for this, never been healthier wow. in their whole life. And it's not about prescribing a sat, like what to eat. It was never even about mm. that. Yeah. I give some guidance, like eat more protein, have more vegetables. Like, right. you know, people think it's all about nutrition. It is not because you can eat all of the salad in the world. You can be eating salad from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. And if your mindset is crappy and you're cursing everything that you have to do, like you're just not going to digest it well, right? You're not going to, you're not going to be healthy. It's going to turn into some sort of dis-ease. Yes. You're not aligned. I have one more question for you that I'm going to ask all my interview guests. Um, you know, especially when we're talking about the five elements and versions of our personality and all about self-love, what is, what do you love most about yourself? That is a loaded question because <laughs> I love a lot of things about myself. I love that answer. <laughs> but that was not always the case. So let's see, what do I love about myself? I love that I have I love all of my abilities that I have and um, the ability to, to always look at the positive of things. Um, I love my energy and I love um, what I make out of life, out of nothing. You know, I'm, an, I'm basically an immigrant and I didn't speak English and, but I had this dream inside of, you can say my future self or just my life. And I always kept my eye on that prize. And yes, I stumbled along terribly sometimes, but in my, even in my deepest, um, darkest days, that was always my, my mission. And now, because I've, I've, done, you know, that inner work, it just, it makes it like life is just easy, even though it can like things will happen. It's just, I have that internal ground and like, I just feel grounded and it's unexplainable, but it feels so good. And it's, it feels good to be here now. <laughs> you, you certainly deserve it. Thank you. you. Thank you. This has been so special. Thank you, my beautiful metal friend. Yay! I hope your listeners can have some takeaways from this. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, no, you gave us so many good, so much good food for thought. And we're really fortunate. And where can, where can my listeners find you? So website, Instagram. Sure. So podcast. pretty much all across the board, it's health with Michaela. So love to hang out on Instagram. That is my main playground. So that's at health with Michaela. Um, my website is healthwithmichaela.com. And that's where I have some of my programs um, housed. I also work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I do group coaching. I'm starting mastermind um, a business mastermind and then a wellness mastermind. So a lot of things, 
Um, so please feel free to reach out to me, see if uh, there's any way that I can help. And I would love to connect with all of you. Wonderful. And you're so inspiring in the podcast space. How many podcasts did you say you have? Like, Oh yeah. Oh, the healthy style podcast is yes. I have about 118 podcasts. So, so cool. Um, healthy style podcast and two sober girls podcasts. I forgot to mention, I yes. I'm alcohol free. And I started this podcast with um, an amazing friend of mine who's also sober. And um, yeah, we just thought it would be fun to share our experiences, which they're very different. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I love how much you just offer, you know, not just women, but all people, women, especially, you know, yeah. all different support in all different areas. And you're really inspirational and such a force of good on this planet. You're amazing. So are you. So <laughs> are you. you. Um, I will say I have free resources. I forgot to mention on my website, it's called the free resource vault. And I have a whole bunch of things that it's all on one page. So you just, you sign up and you get all of them and you can pick which one you want to play with. There's a meditation, there's a future self meditation or superwoman meditation. I think there's a circle of life exercise. There's a healthy habits guide. There's a healthy eating guide, bunch of different things. Oh my God. That is like a metal dream. <laughs> there you go. All in one place. All it used to be scattered. And now I'm like full spot. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Megan, for having me. You are the best. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you feel the blessings all around you and we will see you next time.